Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hey, it's Mastin. Today's coaching conversation is spiritual and a metaphor and not religious, though we're going to be talking about a religious figure named Jesus Christ. So I want you to view the podcast and this video today as a metaphor for life, okay? I believe in every cell of my being that you are the light of the world. I believe that you have come here to serve other people. You've come here to help other people. And when you're hating other people, when you're disagreeing with other people fervently and hating them for not believing what you're believing or for not seeing things your way, then you're participating in the darkness. So when you hate someone for hating you, you join the darkness with them. So we've got to learn to respond in a different way. There are incredible teachers out there who show us how to respond, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Mohammed or Gandhi or Martin Luther King Jr. and the list of Nelson Mandela. And today, more than ever, we really need to hear this message of unity and of what being the light in the world actually means. Because there's this idea that comes from a twisted view of Christianity. Now remember, this is a metaphor. Everything I'm saying here is a metaphor. So whether you're Christian or not, spiritual, religious or not, you can hear this as a metaphor, okay? So in Christianity, there's this idea that my suffering is how I prove my love to you. In Christianity, there's this idea that the amount of suffering that I have proves my love to God. And what's so fascinating is that if you look at the spiritual teachings of Jesus, he never talked about suffering as a pathway to God. He said, love your neighbor as yourself, which means you have to love yourself, Hello. And by the way, when Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, what he said was, above all the other commandments and laws, this is the top commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Somehow we forget this. We forget that Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. So the idea is, actually, we've got it backwards. Our suffering doesn't prove our love. Our happiness proves our love. The greatest gift that you can give somebody else in your life is your own happiness. So if you're suffering for someone, then you're not loving yourself. If you're suffering for someone, you're not loving them. You're just participating in the darkness. It takes a courageous soul to say, you know what? I'm not going to suffer because you're suffering. I'm not going to be in the darkness with you. I'm not going to agree with your fear and your trauma. I'm going to step into my purpose. I'm going to step into the light. And we must do what Joseph Campbell says, which is we cannot cure the world of sorrow, but we can participate joyfully in the sorrows of the world. So if you want to make the world a better place, start with yourself. Start with yourself. When Jesus talks about love, he talks about being in action. He talks about being able to step into your own light, to let the Holy Spirit or the intuition or God or source or the universe, whatever that term is for you, speak through you. That is the opportunity that we have here today to be the light of the world. So it doesn't mean to join people in their suffering. It doesn't mean to hate the people who hate you. It doesn't mean that if someone has a different political belief or social belief that you have to hate them. You don't have to do that. Decide to respond with love. Now, this does not mean that you're going to be just a, you know, this, this uh, mat that people just walk all over. 
right? Love can be angry. Love can be righteous. Martin Luther King talks about righteous anger. So this is not about just pretending to be nice. That's not what loving is. But loving is understanding that every person is doing the best they can from their perspective. And believe it or not, every single person on the face of the earth, why they do what they do in their mind, from their perspective, based on their beliefs and their family upbringing and their trauma, they believe there is a positive intention for their behavior. So whoever you hate, whoever you disagree with, whoever triggers you, whoever hurt you in the past, you got to understand that from their perspective, as twisted, as strange, as different, as confusing, as uncertain as it might seem, there was a positive intention for them. They believe that that behavior or that outcome or that desire or that belief or that thought would bring them some type of positive result, typically survival. So the idea here is, is that you got to break free from this yourself. So the pathway to salvation, the pathway to joy, the pathway to stepping into your purpose is not by hating people who hate you. It's not by demonizing people who don't look like you. It's not because you have to step into this opportunity of only being right and anyone who doesn't agree with you, you don't become friends with. The mark of intelligence is to be able to disagree with someone and still love them. That is our opportunity to do today. So your suffering doesn't prove your love. Your suffering is hate in action. Your suffering is fear in action. Your suffering is letting the trauma win and the fear of the people who are traumatized, who traumatized you. You're letting that win as well. This idea that I have to be suffering in order to get approval is not true. It's not selfish to be happy. When you step into your own happiness, when you step into your own purpose, when you step into you know not participating in the sorrows of the world and really bringing your best self to the world, that is when you become Christ-like or Buddha-like or Mohammed-like or whatever the, the avatar is. That is your opportunity here. So the, uh, the other thing is when you look at the metaphor of the crucifixion, yes, Jesus died and was reborn. That's, what this, that's how the story goes. The metaphor is death and rebirth. So there are cycles of death and rebirth in the world today. And most people just focus on the death. It's like the crucifixion was like one part of the story, right? There's a whole bunch of the story leading up to the crucifixion and a whole bunch of the story after the crucifixion. Your job is not to dwell on the crucifixion or the death in your life, the death of innocence, the death of a parent, the death of a loved one, the death of a belief system, the death of a future that you thought was going to happen. Don't dwell on the crucifixion metaphorically. Don't dwell on that death. Let it happen and recognize that as you kill your own limiting beliefs. As you let those parts of yourself dissolve that don't serve you, there is rebirth, but it cannot happen if you are unwilling to love the people who hate you. It cannot happen if you are unwilling to, even if you can't quite understand it, have empathy for people who seem to be evil. Because if you can't see God in all, you can't see God at all. And that's what's true. There is a message here for you. When you blame other people, you are taking the focus off of yourself and the goal is to check yourself. The goal is to take accountability and responsibility for your life. Last thing I'll say is this. When I was a child, my father would say about my mother to profess his love, I would die for her. And we got that from the old Robin Hood movie with Kevin Costner who did not have an English accent. Yes, that's how old I am, okay? (laughs) But in that movie, Morgan Freeman and Kevin Costner had this whole conversation about dying for the people that they love. And we sort of picked that up as a family. I thought that was really awesome and romantic growing up. And then I realized later in my life that dying is easy because we're all going to die one day. What's hard is living. What's hard is being happy. What's hard is living your purpose. So it's not a test of love to die for someone, though it is very courageous. 
In today's day and age, the real test of love, if you love someone, if you love your creator, if you love yourself, the real test of that love is, are you willing to live for that person? Are you willing to quit the addiction? Are you willing to put down the sugar? Are you willing to say, I'm sorry, and that I forgive you? Because that is how you become the light of the world. And you are that light. You may have forgotten. It's been very easy today to forget who you really are because of the media, because of all the negativity that's out there, because of all the division that's out there. But you got to know that you are the light of the world. So don't hate the people that hate you. Love them. Don't judge the people that judge you. Love them. Love yourself. Step into your light. Step into your happiness. And when you do, you will give other people permission to do the same. When you blame others, you forget the gift that you have been given, which you are the light of the world. As always, my greatest wish is that you get out there, take action, and make it real. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.